Welcome to Random Topic Generator, a podcast where two men enter without a topic and hope to make sense out of a conversation under 20 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. We are your casters, Rob and Seth. Rob, how you doing? Good, good, man. Good. Yeah, it's episode one. Let's do this. Episode one. Really excited. Hopefully, the future will be kind to us and we'll be sensitive and not offend anybody. <laughs> Oh, that's, uh, we're going to offend people for sure. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> so here we go. How fast right. do you read? Well, Rob, um, how fast do you read? <laughs> um, not fast at all. Not crazy slow, but I tend to, hmm, as a child, I used to be freaked out actually of reading out loud that, you know, that Ditto. popcorn reading stuff. Oh man, I was freaked Hated out. It. I think. I think it was more of a shyness than it was. It knows both. It's probably shyness, and because of my shyness, um, the lack of ability or the inability to read quickly, I tend to fixate on the word that I'm looking at, and I don't do that. Um, you know, probably more ideal way of kind of reading ahead in your head and then kind of saying it out loud as you go, so it could be like more fluid. So not as well as I'd like to read. I mean, I can. That's probably one of my top ten fears is reading in public when mm. historically going back on uh, unaware is i needed to wear glasses growing up and i didn't get to wear glasses until the fourth grade so mm. e- everything was being squinted at and mm-hmm. adding to that issue of squinting later on i come to discover i am completely um dyslexic and have cognitive memory issues and anything else you can think under the sun in terms of kind of like learning disabilities. So, I mean, when you brought up the fact that popcorn reading, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, just, just please mm-hmm. skip me. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would literally read for like 30 seconds and look at the teacher and be like, go next, go next, yeah. go next. Yeah. And I, I, I view it as a, a, a subtle form of torture as a child. I mean, like, I don't like to get called on randomly in the workplace for any other reason, but imagine just being a kid and you get tormented. I don't know. Were you ever like just tormented to read in class? Uh, Always. And I always felt like it was some sort of intellectual bullying happening. Um, I mean, I know the teachers were intending to, Hey, like let's expose this kid to, you know, public fear and stuff like that. So they can get used to it. So they'll learn. Right. So I know it was, it wasn't of ill intent, but, man, I felt like the teacher was picking on me every single time. It made no sense because everyone else got picked the same amount of times, if not less, um, because I, I would do that whole, like covering your face and all that stuff. So, you know, it actually was surprising. I didn't get picked that much, but um, to my detriment, so. But, but what's interesting too is like, we came up with multilingual parents, immigrants, English was probably the fourth or fifth language for our parents to even understand and you know no one sat next to me and said like oh these are your abcds um especially being you know growing up in this country it sort of at that time was less sensitive to the fact that you could 
um, not know, like you, you spoke another language at home, but English was like very grilled down. Um, you have to know English. But even right now, it's, it's really weird because now we fast forward almost 20 years or 30 years and there are kids that, you know, English is such like a prior to this America, got to speak English, got to read English. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being multilingual or having slight, a bit of an accent now, it seems to be this type of a stigma. And I just growing up, I'm all like, hey, that's not how you say apple. This is how you say apple in my lang- language of Armenian. So every time teacher would say like, okay, this is apple. I'm like, no. Then you had that confusion of, you know, the language from different languages and then reading it. So like teacher would say like, this is how you pronounce apple. And, you know, growing up, there was no, I guess, transitional classes for immigrants. I know there are some now. ESL type, yeah. But like, even I remember growing up, it just didn't get better. Um, Just being dyslexic and not being, I, I guess, diagnosed. You know, kids right now get to be diagnosed all the time with several things, which is great, you know, great advancements. But, mm-hmm. you know, going back to it, it's like, I read so slow. I, I even to this day, I read slow. I mean, specifically totally. out loud. I just phonetically say, how fast do you read? It's not like, how fast do you read? Or, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's really You're reading it out. Yeah, you're reading it out. I don't know. And that's why I don't like reading that much. How do you feel? Do you feel like because of how fast you read or your reading past, like it impacts your desire to read more or less? Um, Direct correlation. I feel like uh, my inability to read out loud really kind of, well, I mean, not inability. I can. My my lack (laughs) of reading out loud. Yeah, we really went far with this. My lack of, um, I, I, I get it. I go extreme. So if it doesn't sound perfect and it doesn't flow nicely, I kind of criticize it like I would criticize an audiobook, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and this day and age, I'm listening, I listen to audiobooks a lot. And when I'm listening to it and the guy, or the guy or the girl just doesn't have a good accent, like he just does it wrong. And this is, we're talking about voiceover. So it's not mm-hmm. inherently their accent. They even do accents. And it just doesn't flow right. Um, I judge them. So me reading out loud, even though by normal standards is probably on average, maybe below average, I would say probably around average, it still doesn't sound right. It still sounds like mm, you're putting in a little too much work there, buddy. It should flow really smoothly. So because of that, I do feel like I limit myself because I want to hear. Um, I'm more of an audible and visual learner. You did so I want right to hear it. You know, I want to hear the the nice flow of the story or even a text. It doesn't even matter if it doesn't have to be some sort of like narrative. Uh, and when I don't, and when it doesn't, it sounds forced, I just kind of shy away from it. Like, you know what? We don't need that. So, I mean, if I have to, I'll do it, obviously. But who really has to read out loud when they're adults? I, mean, I, I don't think so ever unless, I mean, I'm at work reading off a contract. But yeah. even sometimes my girl will be like, hey, can you read what that says to me in the text? And mm-hmm. I'm like opening up the text. It's like maybe ingredients or a recipe. And mm-hmm. I'm like, shit, fuck. Uh, these are the moments <laughs> where you wish you had those Alexas or those speaker phones in your house. Be like, Alexa, yeah. read out text message yeah. sent last, day, last night. And I'm like, thank yeah. you, Alexa, for being able to read. Because my okay. ass cannot. I mean, it's just, 
that's the yeah, hard you know? part. That it's really hard, and I don't know if that ever grows out of you. Regardless, I, I don't know. For me, it's never going. I've never grown out of being able to read fast. Been able to read fast. I think it's. Um, I mean, there. I'm sure there's a lot of people that it's an actual lack of um, a technical skill, um, which would just then simply require a repetitive action, and you'll probably get good at it technically speaking. But I think for me, um, it's more of a confidence thing, right? So because reading out loud was directly connected with, you know, being in a public area, a school, when you're younger and you don't know what's going on, you don't know your environment, you're just finding your confidence. I think, you know, you, you come to like a, a divergence in your, in your confidence right there. You, you get really weird. and I do at least. I get really weird and uncomfortable and it's like a fight or flight and I usually get afraid and I did when I was younger. And so as a result, I really shied away from that. And I think that is kind of connected inherently with the actual uh, simple concept of just reading out loud. You know, so I, I think I, it's more I, emotional. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think now that I pay attention to some of my like younger cousins or younger people that uh, I feel like they're not going to be good readers either out loud. I mean, like they'll probably be able to read fast because all they do is look on their phones and you mm. just it's like a skill it's a survival skill whereas i feel mm. like when you're younger it wasn't much of a survival skill you but kids now i see them clowning on each other because they're in these group chats and you have to be able to reply fast immediately for someone talking mm. shit whether they're on like their whatsapp and then i'll see like my little cousins be like wow how did you guys just send like 40 messages to each other and they're not just one word or sometimes they're like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, you suck. You blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's usually derogatory words in there, but they mm. actually fan out ideas and plans. Whereas then I'm all like, man, that's why I don't read. That's why I don't text. That's why I pick up the phone and call someone and say, Hey, let's figure this out. But I mm. feel like the newer generation, you have to be able to read fast and be mm-hmm. quick. But I feel like the communication factor, which they're lacking, mm-hmm. is the difference because they can all hide behind their keyboards and message each other and read messages. But yeah, you won't, you won't know pitch. You won't know pitch of voice. You know, it's interesting, though. Um, I'm, I follow you all the way through, but I kind of am a little bit different. And this is why I, I'm, I feel like it's more of a, a confidence or some sort of connection with that for me, as opposed to a technical, because I love texting. I love communicating via text. I despise, not despise, but I mean, it depends on the person. Obviously with me and you, it really works and we click really well, actually (laughs) verbally speaking, or else we we wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, exactly. But, But in general, I do not like talking over the phone. I don't like calling people. I hate that. I love the concept and it's a very... I would say has some like, you know, fear in there that I just, it's, it's much more intimate when you speak on the phone than it is when you speak via text. Even if you can articulate beautiful, intimate, deep conversations, they just don't hear the pitch and the tone of voice. So as a result, I inherently just feel a little bit safer. And also there's a very big difference in the fact of real time. So like you were saying, if we're talking on the phone and I tell you something, I expect 
you to respond in a generally relatively quick Indeed. manner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't pause for, for about a minute or two and then reply. It'd be very strange, right? Not I a pause. normal social thing. You I do. do pause. I do pause. <laughs> okay. But and normally uh, that that would, you know, that would ask for some sort of strange response. So usually people w require a quicker response. But with text, you can lag it a little. So you're able to slightly, you know, think about it, maybe even articulate a better sentence, maybe even think before reacting, because I tend to sometimes say stupid things, as you'll, you'll see throughout this podcast. Um, and so, so, so with text, you can kind of think about, you, you, you've done that, you've, you've written that paragraph text and go, oh, geez, you read it back and you're like, that was ridiculous. I'm going to delete that two, those two sentences. That's just too harsh. But with real-time communication, it's, you can't do that. You can't delete anything, take that. You can say sorry, but words have been said. So I yeah, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I agree with you 100%. I mean, right now, because of the world we're in and the work environment, um, it, you have to, you, I mean, how do I phrase this? Um, right now, even this podcast we're doing right now is mm -hmm. through Zoom, mm -hmm. and we're communicating with through this. I mean, we've been fortunate to have this, but I just thinking back a few weeks back, I would get so many emails and they wanted immediate responses. And when we talk about like giving that immediate feedback, because we were in operations, they wanted immediate feedback. And sometimes we had a call maybe a week ago by someone saying, Oh, they're being mean over the emails. And I'm like, well, you wanted to answer immediately. So it's like a fast at the, read the email really fast just quick mm -hmm. response it's been done complete like yeah and then at the same time people get offended because they're like wow you were so quick like you didn't even like think about what you wrote back and i'm like well you just wanted an answer so mm -hmm. you know everybody reacts differently when you when once you immediately like read something and respond back it's sort of like oh you didn't care about it so i I, I think reading fast now, um, there's two ways it kind of works. Reading fast to acquire knowledge and to get answers directly said to somebody. But at the same time, people want you to think about it and take your time and respond now. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking in circles, but I really feel like people generally want answers really quickly but at the same time when you give them those answers really quickly you have to word it in such a way that when someone reads it that you kind of wrote them a poem to be like yes i did the work everything is done blah 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 flowers 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 etc 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 you're a great person please call me if you need anything else done so I, I don't know. It's, um, it's just interesting how everybody reads and how they respond or their thought process during reading. It's, I mean, even when I was trying to read the question in my head um, before I said it out loud, I'm like, what pace do I respond? How fast do you read? 
because everything with COVID has sort of affected me in terms of how fast I do something, even how fast I get emails read. Because even in the workplace now, I've noticed that when it's Friday, like almost everyone is checked out on emails. Like no one's reading their emails. So I don't know if it's the same in your field, but in my field, Friday, one o'clock, no one's reading an email. So it's in some ways how fast you read. It really gives or takes uh, the gravity of the text or what is being sent to you. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Luckily, uh, in my field, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm in the medical field. So luckily, it's not as it's more patient care. So unfortunately for me, um, it's actual verbal communication. So it's exactly what <laughs> I said. You're dying. Yeah. Um, but surprisingly, I, I do work well in that environment too, which is strange because technically speaking, from what I just explained, um, I shouldn't because it's just a high pressure environment. Sometimes there's actually a lot of people involved. It's not just one. Um, and it's individuals that I basically have never seen before. Um, so it's patients and things like that. So luckily there, there isn't too much of a email response required really quick. It's things like, Hey, you need to finish up this report. Cool. I'll do it. But it's nothing really that is like, uh, uh, like urgent in the sense of written text, um, and response, but verbal it is. So mine's the, the opposite in that sense. Verbally, I need to be able to, you know, um, reply really quick. I need, Hey, Rob, I don't know Which if you can hear. Uh, forgive me, you went dark for a second. I don't know. These are the beauties of using programs. So I don't know if that portion got recorded. <laughs> so oh, really? read back what you just told me in two seconds, really quick. Okay. Uh, in my <laughs> field, the, the medical field, I, um, I tend to have to respond really quick. It's much more urgent, but verbally. I do not have to respond really to emails too urgent because that's not a thing they require or you know you don't really do any patient care via emails because of HIPAA and things like that so in general I unfortunately have to do a quick verbal communication in, in that world but what's interesting and what I wanted to talk about too was um, I know it's talking about reading but you know listening is a very interesting thing too it wasn't until recently that I, um, I had gotten informed that you can actually listen to the audiobooks I knew, but you can listen to podcasts and YouTube videos on a much faster pace than regular. Like you can go two times, three times faster, half time faster. Um, that was a ridiculous notion to me. You know, I, I almost found it offensive that people listen to podcasts in a faster pace than what it's supposed to be because it just, I tried it and I felt like it really like, it really seems like you're you're taking in data just for taking in data instead of the experience. What do you think about that? I, I think you're 100% right. But at the same time, people are just trying to get through things fast now. There is no time. Mm. There is no time to like, that's why I don't read. Like, <laughs> like my, my girl is like the fastest reader in the world. Like she'll scroll through something. She's like, are you done yet? And then I'm like, 
know I'm a lot slower and then she'll wait for me. So you're lucky. I'll just lie and say, yeah, yeah I'm done. It yeah, was a but great then, but, no, but then they'll be all like, oh, what do you think about this point? And we're like, I don't know. Ooh. Let me read. Let me read what it just said again because I don't remember. But yeah, I, I think when you're in a car and you're trying to go fast on a podcast and listen to someone really quickly, like us one day, um, mm-hmm. they really want to hear the points faster. But, oh, yeah, well, yeah, but, but, but when you're reading, sometimes you'll go through chapters and be like, okay, finally we got to the point. But I think that's the beauty because you're actually spending time, you're invested in something. But there are people that I know, like the kids that would get those Harry Potter books, they would finish them in a day. I'm like, what the fuck did you do? Like, I can't even read the title in a day. Mm. And they just, they just eat books alive. But I, I, yeah, I, th- yeah. I, well, I think sometimes when you read something, like, don't laugh at me, but when the Twilight books came out, like, I read those things, like, in three days. I don't know why they appealed to me. I don't know if it was Edward, the love story, or I secretly just wanted to be a vampire, and I read fast. So but you're Team it, Edward now? 100%, bro. <laughs> you actually wanted to be a werewolf? No, no, no. I was also Team Edward, too. Uh, but I never read the books. I never read the books. But I did watch all of the films the first day it came out in the movie theater. Um, I think all of them with my older brother, which is very strange. But it was it was a good bonding experience. We both enjoyed them. You should read them. They're fast reads. They're very, like, honestly, every page is, like, it's just, like, gushing over Edward. It's like, oh, my God, he's so hot. He's dreamy. Like, mm-hmm. he, she mm-hmm. spends, like, five pages on his hair. I don't know. Jesus. I don't yeah. know. Like, it's amazing how people can talk about nothing or write about nothing. But, and sometimes, but that's what podcasts usually are sometimes. They're just talking <laughs> about nothing. I think it's more of the, uh, just the journey of going uh, with someone somewhere as opposed to the actual, like, topic itself. You know, we're talking about reading. We did Random Generator. We didn't choose this topic. Mm-hmm. But yet, we're having a somewhat of a, I hope, um, a compelling conversation about reading in which... Through both our admissions is not our strong suit. So that in and itself is evidence that you can talk about things, make them somewhat interesting, somewhat compre- somewhat comprehensible. I hope, and it not be your forte. Like for example, I love movies. I'm a film person. Probably going to hear a million film references throughout this podcast. You know, Sev, what do you like doing? Like besides, you know, random generators and talking about movie, uh, reading. I like everything there is to do. One of the reasons why we, I chose, because I didn't know what to talk about. And thankfully, yeah. I can go on the internet and click a button and it's going to give me something to talk about. I would never think of all the topics, the first one would be how fast do you read? Because it's <laughs> yeah. my, one of my biggest fears. But it, <laughs> it, it's hilarious. It, because it's just so blah. And it always just reminds me of those talking heads that they're on television and they're able to talk about nothing for so long. Mm. But, but I hope with the upcoming episodes, we have something even more sexier. But yeah. until then, this is Sev. And that's Rob over there. Yep. <laughs> this is, this is uh, not us reading off of a queue. So. It's not. <laughs> so you know there will be mistakes. But yep. thank you for joining us on our first episode of Random Topic Generator. Good night, everybody. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Or we won't, because you're listening to us. Yep. (laughs) Bye.